Well, guys, we I know we said last time that the last two times were the last time for the new year, but uh, or the, the old year. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just had that <laughs> chomping at the bit, got some good stuff. And then I figured, you know what, like, I'm going to be busy for the next little while until the new year. So we should probably do like a top five or something like I, I Adam. Well, actually, we all did our top fives last year, but not all together. Um, but, uh, welcome everybody to the Northern Nerdcast, uh, on Spotify. Um, Seth Rogen could not be with us today. He was, he felt too burned by Clayton making fun of him for not being funny and funny people. Well, so. <laughs> solid burn. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you know what? The funny thing about that was, was when we were going to Sudbury last weekend, I, I played the podcast cause I, I. I like listening to it, but I don't like listening to myself. It's just like that kind of thing. It's like, wow, I sound like a tool. And uh, when, when we got into Sudbury, it was, uh, it was on that part where you were talking about Seth Rogen. And my wife could not stop laughing. She, she just like, she's like, this guy is roasting somebody who is hit and miss funny, but it was just, it was, I don't know. It's just, I think maybe we were just really tired and everybody like anything that was said was was funny but no she just she liked that she liked that whole KF, uh, the uh, yeah the whole kfc thing <laughs> thought that was pretty funny so yeah don't uh no 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 you weren't just tired don't let anybody take that away from me that was some solid material <laughs> that that was that was uh yeah so kudos to you so but yeah so anyways we figured let's just get together and and do our top five um it's not necessarily going to be top five of 2021 um mine are believe it or not i actually did get some game time in for all of the stuff that i'm going to be going through um but uh, i'm pretty sure clayton and adam have stuff that came out a couple years ago that is their top five for what they've played this year which is fine um but I wanted to do a dishonorable mention as well as an honorable mention. So, um, Adam, let's start off with you. What what was your dishonorable mention of 2021 and why? For disappointing? Well, I don't know. I grabbed a bunch of like indies off the Nintendo eShop and, you know, those can be hit and miss. Sometimes when you grab them, like they're on like insane discounts and uh you know i i don't know i i can't say that there was too much that i was heavily disappointed with um there was just some titles that you know quality breaking things like that but i i didn't play a lot of triple a's this year um i really dug down into indies but uh yeah there's there's nothing i i necessarily want to bring directly out to the forefront here all right well then, that kind of <laughs> defeated the purpose. But anyways, Clayton, what, what what's on your plate there? Oh, uh, well, actually, this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of a surprise, but uh, and very divisive, and and the throngs of internet and the dozens of people listening at home are probably gonna want to flame me for this. But um, I don't have a flat out disappointment. But honestly, um, Resident Evil Eight, uh, good game, awesome voice acting, cool story and everything, but. I was a really big fan of the straight ahead um, setup of RE7. And I, I kind of got lost in eight. I, I just chuffed out of gas because I felt like 
I, I don't know. Maybe it was just too open for me. I like the uh, I like the control when you're talking about like a narrative and jump scares and stuff like that. I like the control. I'm not so much a sandbox guy anymore. I think it works for some types of games, but RE RE eight was actually a bit too open for me, and I just kind of lost steam with it. I was like, where do I go now? What do I do now? You know, and uh, props to all the voice actors and everything, and all the awards and everything it it won were all um, extremely. Uh, deserved for well, sure thanks a lot clayton because now they're never going to come back on the show because of your <laughs> jackassness no 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 no. I, no no I love the voice actors and actresses but um and the game and the game is good the me- and the, the mechanic yeah and the mechanics are all there like all the game mechanics and everything but just for me personally um it was just a bit it was a bit too loose i had the same actual complaint about um doom eternal when it came out last year it was like Doom 2016 was this super fast, super tight, um, you know, not a lot in the way of replayability except for looking for collectibles, but it's super fast, super tight, you know, just keep you moving along. And uh, then when it came to Doom Eternal, it was uh, just, a, it was a bit more open and it was too arcadey. And I was like, it was less like I was along for the ride and more like I was like, well, I could poke around here for a little while and maybe then I, I'll go to this part of hell. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be taken for a ride, especially since I already knew um, all the characters, you know what I mean? Like we knew Mia winters. We knew uh, Ethan, uh, Ethan winters winters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that, and, and it's not even like we're talking about like degrees of excellent. It's like, it wasn't uh it was by no means a terrible game it was just like the lowest rated thing for me that i played and that's still up in the 90s so so would you say that that was a seth rogan style game yeah <laughs> yeah i really wanted to play re8 but every time i sat down to play it i would look at it and i'd be like ah, oh, god you know i'm just not <laughs> and i just need a bucket of chicken yeah, <laughs> I'm not feeling so well. Oh. Turn, turn it on. Get sick. Turn it off. <laughs> so before I get into my dishonorable mention, um, I just wanted to give a shout out uh, to briefcase guy, Glenn Jones. He actually did me a real solid yesterday and picked me up uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I know I had mentioned this to you guys off uh, offline there. Um, but yeah, it was 19 bucks and it was marked awesome. down from marked down from full price, which I don't know why it's a, still a full price game. I mean, they're not, it's not Nintendo. Like they don't have a, it, like, it's not a Nintendo studio game. So why, why is like three years later, is it still full price? But anyway, oh, why are they still charging full price for grand theft auto five? Well, that's know? why, why are they still charging full price for breath of the wild? It came out in 2017. Mario. It's amazing. That's no, why. It no, it's, ah, it's amazing. Anyways, anyways, Glenn, thank you very much. It was awesome. He, he's always like, Oh, you guys are, you always, always bring up my name just to make fun of me. Well, I'm not doing that today. When you see your picture, whenever Clayton finishes it, then you'll understand. <laughs> But my oh, yeah, dis- we love you, Glenn. My dishonorable mention yeah. is Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Um, oh yeah, Ooh. what a piece of garbage! Like, yeah. I was so hyped for this game when it when I saw the trailer. It looked hilarious. Like you're fighting you're fighting a big goblin boss and he's falling in the lava and he, like, as his last gesture, he flips you off and then his hand disintegrates. Um, 
it was narrated by uh what's his name he's from the flight of the concords uh germain um germain uh, clement D- D- clement yeah yeah so he narrated the, the story and and it was like it was almost like he didn't want to do it kind of like peter dinklage didn't want to do destiny ah it's like gentleman broncos uh, yeah <laughs> but the game itself was just so broken like yeah and, and it, there was no story it was literally just a third person uh well dungeons and dragons loot like a uh, looter shooter like you were trying you're just trying to redo all your levels at more difficulty to get better loot and they pulled it off but not in a good way so that's my dishonorable mention was dungeons and dragons i do actually still have it sealed for the ps5 because um, I got it on Steam when it was they had their Steam sale for like 19 bucks and it was $19 that I'll never get back. But then I was stupid and went and bought the PS5 version. So what do I know? <laughs> but uh, so, OK, so my honorable mention that just, just, just didn't make the cut. Uh, still an incredible game. Uh, it is available on every system except Switch or any Nintendo, but uh, is Scarlet Nexus. And it was, uh, uh, I really wanted to check that out. It's, it's, it's done by Bandai. Um, I think one of the reasons that it didn't for like, didn't hit it. Like I was expecting, like, again, it was a great game. It got really good reviews. Um, but another title, which we'll, I'll talk about later, uh, ended up coming out a couple months after. And I think a lot of people were kind of put off by the whole like futuristic Neo Tokyo, cyberpunkish if you will style game it was still a really really good action rpg story was your typical uh anime show like you know yeah uh, uh one guy goes crazy because uh, he because he's trying to save the past by going into the future and then his family or is like they're just trying to stop him but uh it was a really good game um there are two two characters to choose from so so until you all meet up at one part um unlike cyberpunk where they got their origin stories wrong like like there was no origin story at all for your three choices in cyberpunk it was like a five minute intro this one actually explores both sets of characters that you inevitably play once everything joins up so that's my honorable mention is scarlet nexus really good game it is on sale right now i think on black friday uh, wow black friday this is so long ago boxing day because adam <laughs> brought up a real good point all the boxing the black friday sales are basically what you see right now for black uh, for boxing day yeah is the 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 vr games that he had already bought uh, on uh black friday for 14 dollars are the exact same <laughs> price now so there's really no there's really no deals unless you missed out on black friday yeah so who wants to go with their honorable mention i'll, I'll open up the floor Oh, honorable. Oh, okay. I didn't. <laughs> I told I didn't, you. I didn't prepare an honorable mention. I prepared well, a dishonorable. Just mention. pull it out of your ass and we'll, we'll chide you for it. Okay. It <laughs> Adam, do you have one? Well, Clayton, <laughs> Clay, you know what? This is like going to KFC. Clayton's looking at the menu, not knowing what he wants. And Adam is just ready to order. I want the, I, uh, the zinger I, sandwich, please. Except I totally fumbled the first one. And now I'll, 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 try, and, I'll try and carry the ball here over the line here. Yeah. <laughs> so for an honorable mention this year, um, 
I played this game by proxy here. My son, for whatever reason, I guess just that niche of kids really wanted to get into was Hello Neighbor. And oh, yeah. So he, we grabbed that for him, played it on Xbox One, and uh, he started going through it, and he really got – he like, he was – watching youtube videos trying to learn the levels try to master everything and he literally it was like the first game he fully completed on his own so every once in a while there's a few things that dad had to step in and just help him with a little platforming or something but like he literally just drove it one end to the other and it was awesome it was awesome to watch him play it's a weird game there's a lot of actually like heavy themes it's rated E for everyone 10 plus, but like it's it have been a teen game. It's a man kidnapping kids and locking yeah. in his basement and stuff. It's like what kind of Michael Jackson shit is that? Yeah. No, and the thing is, as it carries on, it's really weird. Like it's if you've ever seen much of the of the storyline about it, it's actually pretty tragic and why the man's in the situation himself and stuff. Like there's a, a full lore there that kind of goes around and it's 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 weird it's really weird content but he didn't uh he likes you know playing things like that you for better for worse you're playing hide and seek with the neighbor you're running around his house trying to like stealth around him and unlock doors and stuff like that so maybe we'll go from this to uh, metal gear solid i don't know but it was uh <laughs> like i said for for him who's uh still under 10 you know it was cool to see and it was it was fun to see him uh play that one so that's my honorable mention okay i got my honorable mention i got it <laughs> so and i'm gonna give this my honorable mention because i like i honestly I, i've been playing a lot of backlog games this year and it was hard to pick a top five list because there were so many games that came out that uh, were remakes yeah. of older games right and i do have one on my list but i have a game that wasn't released this year that i finally got around to playing and that was Sekiro shadows die twice and I can't not talk about that game because it took up an inordinate amount of my time over the summer. I spent about two months on it, at least six weeks. And uh, I, so I bought the game when it first came out. Uh, I got a very short way into it. And I don't know, maybe there were other games that were out at that time, whatever. But I ran into something that I couldn't pass. And uh I, I, I couldn't beat it and I tried a few times and I was like, whatever, I got something else I want to play. So I put it down, I shelved it and it, it, the spot that I got to was like almost like a regular, regular enemy just on the trail. And I just, for some reason, I just could not read them. I couldn't beat them. And uh, so when I came back, I was like, I, like, I want to beat this game now. So I go back, I start the game back up, I start playing it and I get back to that guy and I quickly remembered why I stopped playing because this guy messed me up. Like he pushed my shit in repeatedly. It was, it was a maddening. So I told myself, okay, if I can just beat this guy, I'm just going to stop playing the game. Well, I beat that guy eventually after a little while. And then I said, okay, well, if I just finish this stage, I'll, I'll put the game down. And then I got to about the halfway point in the game. And there was a boss that was a serious skill check. And it's like, we're talking like serious, serious difficulty here. And I got to him and I had to fight him for a week before I beat him. And then I got all the way to the end of the game. And I said, okay, if I just beat it this one time, I'll be done with it. 
So after defeating the complete game eight more times on successively harder difficulties, I finally put it down. It's the only game that I platinum in uh, platinumed in 2021. It was an absolute, it's an absolute masterpiece. It is a bastard of a game to finish, but it has totally left its mark on me. And the only reason that it's not on my list is because it's not from 2021. Impressive though. Yeah, that's not bad. Oh man, you like when after I started to beat it a few times, I was like, I am gonna put this game in the ground. Like, because <laughs> this guy, like, I, I spent so much time, like, studying boss tactics and everything. I knew that game inside and out, upside down. I got every power up. I saw all the endings. I got all the everything. You name it. I did everything in that game. And awesome. now, and, and now, if anybody asks me, like, well, how serious of a gamer are you? Like, you know what? I platinum secure Shadows Die twice. So come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my honorable mention. That's awesome. Yeah, that's see, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not the kind of gamer that's really into like all those punishing games. You know, actually, one game that you would probably really like if you're if you like having your ass handed to you over and over is Ghost I, Runner. I don't, I don't like having my ass kicked, which okay, is well, why I beat that game. <laughs> so then play Ghost Runner. Okay. <laughs> Um, you told you can, me about that before you can actually. pick it up right now i think for 19 bucks and there's a there's a second one was announced and there's like some new dlc that takes place in their version of hell h-e-l but it's like actually in the cyberpunk it's uh like cyberpunk style world yeah but um the the only reason i so i haven't beaten it because like i just i don't like that like it's one of those games where you're hit once you're dead like and i don't yeah. like that but the loading is so fast that you're not like it doesn't take you out of the game and the music is what brings you back it's like the soundtrack is banging like it's just for a for a, like like that cyber um dark synth synth wave style yeah, i love that stuff so like that's what makes the game is the music yeah so um okay We'll move on to the meat of the subject. We're going to do our, uh, we're going to go from five to one. So obviously, so, and for, for me, myself, it's all PlayStation stuff. It's there's, I have one, two, four of the games are available on PS4, five, Xbox, and like Xbox series XS. Um, but my number five is Lost Judgment. Um, if you are a fan of the Yakuza series, this is the quote-unquote spinoff of Yakuza. Um, you play as a detective who's like on the. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say chaotic good. If we're going in Dungeons and Dragons terms, like uh, it's a very fine line to call this guy an actual straight-up like protagonist, like. He, I don't know, like without, okay, there's going to be minor spoilers I'm sure we'll be talking about. So for people that don't want to have their game spoiled when we talk about like what we're announcing, because I have no idea what your top fives are. You don't, I don't think you know what mine are. I uh, doubt there's going to be a lot of crossover, but to be honest. So, so like this, so this game is a very real style game in the sense that it, it takes, it, uh, it talks about and deals with bullying and high school bullying and how 
like it drove one of the one of the minor characters to suicide and that's the whole the whole story is why why is there why is this body appear that appears in this warehouse why is he dead and you have to uncover this story and i mean the story it's not really it has nothing to do with yakuza there are there are like japanese gangsters in the game uh because some of the high school students it's kind of like tokyo drift like they play gangster they're not actually gangster but they because they're affiliated with somebody in one of the gangs some of the characters do make appearances from the yakuza series without saying anything spoiler wise on who they are like it's a the most of the characters from yakuza it's a blink and you miss it like that's that's how well they tried to stay away from the actual yakuza but this has gone back to the beat em up style whereas uh yakuza 7 like a dragon is a straight up jrpg and it's not on my list because it came out last year. Otherwise, it, if we had done this last year, Like a Dragon would have been on my list because it's an incredible game. But it's, it deals with very heavy, real elements of students being bullied. And, and um, so, like, your, your main character, um, he installs cameras in a high school <laughs> to try and see if there's anything going on and and then like in typical japanese fashion he's deemed a pervert and you have to like wear costumes to get around students that recognize you as as the perv but um really fun game the main story itself if you're a completionist to beat the main story you've only unlocked 10 percent of the game that's how big wow. these sega games are Jesus. yeah that's wow so so that's my top five. That's or sorry, my number my number five is like uh, Lost Judgment fry, from uh, Sega. Nice, Adam. Uh, for my top my number five, I'm going to say Minecraft Dungeons. We've been playing this for a little while now. Uh, in the past year, they released basically the last of the DLC, and it kind of just it's all just story building. It's like uh, again, it plays like Diablo and basically that crawler like dungeon crawler type mm -hmm. and so me and my sons can all play together and and the three of us or if my nephew's in town whatever or a friend over you can have a party of up to four running around and casting spells and and hammering out uh, the enemies and shooting arrows all the fun stuff um but basically they put on some expansion packs so it's like with diablo 2 when they put on uh, like Lord of Destruction, there's the extra and it just kind of built onto the core of the story, the core of the lore. So all the DLC is essentially related. You can play the core of the game without buying the DLC and, and be satisfied with that. But with this, it's it, it does kind of wrap it up. So we've been playing that and going after it. Uh, there even is a, a cow level, just like Diablo 2. So they... <laughs> They really did, uh, you know, have a lot of fun making the game. Nice. And uh, it's, it's definitely a, a great entry level game for, like I said, my, my boys are both under 10. So it's, uh, it's something accessible to them and, and yet something fun for myself as well. So that's my fifth one. I, that's actually something my, my daughter is obsessed with Minecraft. Like even in, in her school, they have like, it's Minecraft math. Okay. So like, like it's a Minecraft style game, but um, like you're, you're, it, it's, it makes you think 
um and there's lots of math elements and stuff like there's geometry like will this block fit here i i don't know how they made it but like obviously uh i think it who who is it mahjong that made it or mojang or mojang they made this game but i maybe they i'm assuming they were approached to do like a school version for kids to because like minecraft fortnite all these games is what kids are playing like not us but well i mean adam you obviously because of the kids but like but yeah. i mean it's just it, yeah the, those those <laughs> i and i would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those kids <laughs> but uh actually I, i've been hearing lots of good things about minecraft dungeons so it might be something for my daughter she actually got a minecraft dungeon lego for christmas so yeah is it is it actually uh, mojang or mojang or whatever that makes it or is it traveler's tales isn't it both isn't it like a, it's like a third party or something, isn't it? Okay, well, you know what? While we're talking, I will look into that right now. It could um, be. I know, I know. Obviously, I see the Mojang the title on there, but again, it's 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 there mo property, it, so it's mo it's Mojang Swedish Swedish video game developer Mojang Studios. Oh, they they are the only ones who made it. Okay, for some reason, well, maybe it's Minecraft Stories. Yes, doing. yes, that's uh well Minecraft stories is like um is yeah Traveler's Tales, I think like you, Walking yeah. Dead and yeah, and yeah. Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Telltale uh Telltale Telltale yeah. games, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Telltale, yes. Yeah. That's the one you can even play that on Netflix. Yeah, let alone, <laughs> let alone uh the, the disc versions of it. Yeah, so. oh, cool. But, but you, you choose your own adventure, so yeah. Oh, is that what that is? I never actually checked that out. Yep. Yeah, like no, never, when they had Minecraft Dungeons on Netflix and or uh, Minecraft Stories on Netflix, I never actually looked at that. Yeah, they, you get to a spot in the game and you basically just like have to choose: uh, do you want to help this guy or help this guy? And then you yeah. make your decision, and then that portion of the video plays. So, oh, that's cool. That's a cool idea. Like uh, kind of, uh, Bandersnatch when they made Bandersnatch, that yes. was cool. Yeah, <laughs> neat. All right, are we on to my number five? Your number five. Okay. <laughs> so I have an extremely sordid uh, history with this IP, but uh, earlier this year, um, Riot released, Riot Games released League of Legends Wild Rift on mobiles. And I know that mobile is like a dirty word, but it's League of Legends, but on a phone. And uh, I have, never had the time to play out or even or get good at uh league of legends on on pc or on mac whatever so what they did was they took they took the traditional league formula they shrunk it down they streamlined a couple of things um they changed a few things around made it a little bit quicker and a little bit more accessible and uh just ported it onto phones and it is well, it's fun as hell. <laughs> it's much faster. Games typically take uh, half to a third as long as they do in uh, on a traditional League of Legends game, and uh, I'm finding it I'm finding it much more accessible. The only pain about it is that it it chews up data, right? And it it doesn't it itself doesn't chew up data. But if you choose to if you if there's an update that's ready and it's you know almost a gig update. Uh, right. you can't update the game and you can't play it until you do the update. And I know that because I ripped through a lot of my data on my phone last month. Um, just on that, just on that game, but, uh, it's, it's extremely good. It's really well done. It's super polished. And, um, 
it's allowed me to actually start playing um, League of Legends pretty steady and to start getting into an IP that I've been interested in for a long time and get into the lore and stuff. So it, it's it's been a it's been a pretty cool experience actually. That is cool. I I don't have any issue with mobile. I know, like you said, it's kind of bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I signed up for and actually got on part of the beta with the Diablo Inferno. Oh yeah. And I loaded it up and I was like, this is going to be sweet when I have time. And then I never played it again. So I, I do have it, but I know uh, even just amongst like, you know, my chums we were talking about and just saying like, well, we do all have phones. <laughs> yeah. Know? We can play this. You so. could play it together. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and phone games are getting, they are getting much better. Like regardless, it's not Farmville and uh, it's not Farmville. Candy and Crush. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they have uh, <laughs> real games. Oh, like uh, Honkai Impact Third and uh, Genshin Impact and Final uh, Fantasy: The First Soldier. First Soldier, um, even Final Fantasy: Brave Exvius, which is a gotcha game from God a couple of years ago. Now I was playing that for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's a really great fan service game where it takes all of the really classic two D sprites, adds an entirely new battle system and a new way of of um, navigating all the menus and navigating the world takes an interesting original story and just kind of mashes it all up together. But, and I'm not, I, you know what, and I'm not even here to champion mobile games. I just know that league of legends is quite good. It's quite polished. This is not a paid advertisement from this league is of legends. brought to you by Carl's jr. <laughs> you mean KFC <laughs> and Seth Rogen. And and maybe Seth not Rogen. Seth Rogen. No, not Seth Rogen. Clayton doesn't like <laughs> Seth Rogen today. um yeah but it's it's actually a really good game and if you guys get a chance and if you're interested in the moba uh, genre it's probably the easiest way to break into it because um it's it's a simplified version of of league of legends which itself is a an ultra or more simple version of games like dota 2 uh if you've ever checked any of those out so it's, it's basically the easiest way to get on board the MOBA train. And honestly, Riot Games is having their biggest year ever uh, this year. They released, um, like they've released Wild Rift. They released the Arcane uh, series on Netflix, which was absolutely excellent if you get a chance to watch it. And they released, uh, I think Team Fight Tactics came out this year and um, Ruined King, uh, which is a isometric... Uh, not a dungeon crawler. It's an isometric traditional turn-based RPG. It's very good. Cool. Number four for me uh, was <laughs> cutting away. Cut it cutting away from mobile gaming because it's <laughs> such a dirty word. Yeah. It's like saying moist. You mobile scum. <laughs> um, so my number four was the winner at the video game awards for best role-playing game which is tales of arise uh i won't get into detail because it's like me talking about this game is like clayton talking about sonic frontier like i could just (laughs) go on forever about it um for for those 10 listeners who are tuning in um on spotify uh for those who know uh the Tales series after the main game is done it's not done uh you've got like 
40 to 60 hour main story, depending on what you're doing. And then you've got like a 30 hour epilogue. <laughs> so like I I'm basing that on, I, I, I haven't, I like, I've got such a big backlog, like Clayton said of games. Um, I did the main story. I, I'm assuming I did the main story. I'm I'm in the epilogue now, which is the actual ending, like watching the end credits of a Marvel movie kind of thing, but 30 hours instead of three minutes. Um, they both feel equally as long, <laughs> but um, it was it's just a really good game. It's it's a um, it's a it's not turn based, but it's not an action RPG. Like uh, it's. I, I would compare the battle system to Final Fantasy 12. Like you can run around, uh, you can do your attacks. And then once you run out of stamina, you have to build your stamina back up. Um, but it is a really good game. You don't have to play any of the other Tales series. It's kind of like Final Fantasy um, with the exception of Tales of Exilia 1 and 2 those, like or Berseria and Zestaria. Those are the only two games, two titles in the series that those two stories intertwine. This is a whole new story. Um, takes deals with the slavery. So yeah, that's, that's all I can really say without spoiling anything. So that's my number four. My... Uh... My number four is also another game not released this year, but we beat it, I think, back in April. The problem with, with pandemic time is, man, I don't know where we are anymore. You know, are we, is this 2023 yet? Like, what's, what's going on? But I think it was this year. So in 2020, my son and I sat down, my youngest and I sat down and went through Kirby Star Allies, and we had a blast. It was basically one of the first kind of platforming games and him and I could play it together and go through. And it was really my first real push into the Kirby franchises and like just loved it. Like it was so such good mechanics in the game. So another one trying to push on, like introduce them to mascots and stuff we played was Mega Man 11. Nice. So we played this on Xbox One and again, uh, watching him starting to learn the mechanics, changing through Mega Man's abilities, this one has like uh, some different uh, attributes as well. Like you can do like a slow motion and some things like that uh, through this gearing system that's been introduced in the game. Uh, there's parts, you know, you still have to do the slide. You still uh, still bring in your your pup there, uh, roll and and so it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, definitely harkens back to some of the old days, uh, you know, learning a lot of memorization patterns, things like that, just to like jump through the maps and things like that. But there are ways around it too, once you start to get some of the other abilities, of course. So we had a blast with that one. And we did go right through to completion, going through all the parts of Wiley's Castle and, uh, and beating it. And yeah, we really had a great time with that one, him and I. I think Clayton fell asleep. Nope, nope, I'm not asleep. <laughs> I just had to check something. Uh, my number four, are we on number four? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, is actually, well, this probably should have been my number five, but um, near replicant because it is a 10-year-old game. Um, they gave it a fresh coat of paint. They knocked out some of the bugs. They added some new stuff to it. Um, I was a huge fan. Like... I played this way back when it was Gestalt on the Xbox 360 
And uh, I really liked it, but for whatever reason, I never got all the way through it. I got to, well, I would say about the halfway point in the story. There's a major, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it because Nier is an amazing series. Um, I got to that point in the story and kind of just ended up walking away from it because I was like, oh, shit, I thought I was done, you know. And then later on came back and I played Near Automata and I was like, oh, my God, there's so much. It's full of stars. And uh, so when Replicant came out, I was like, OK, this is my chance to come back and have another kick at the can. Um, and I spent a long time on it. Um, I there was only one or two of the missions that I didn't finish. I feel like I saw everything there was to see. And to be honest, like for a game that is as old as it is, um, it, it holds up surprisingly well based just on um, its gameplay. Like the gameplay didn't really feel dated. It, it felt like a Japanese game, which is, I mean, if you know what I mean when I say that, um, you're running around an open world, uh, killing enemies on an open field, and there are it's got some RPG light elements. The story is completely wackadoodle. You're saving a princess at one point. You enter a dreamland at another point. Um, but it was just a really cool setup. Uh, it was a very interesting story. And going back through it uh, the second time yields a whole bunch of new secrets and a whole bunch of new scenarios and stuff. So uh, totally worth it. Awesome game. Totally. Like um, I felt, I felt very, it felt very cathartic to play through it because it was one of those ones that I was always sort of disappointed in myself that I never finished because I had enjoyed it. I was enjoying it so much. Uh, and Yoko Taro has basically said now that we're not going to get any more near games. Um, There's a mobile version coming out though, isn't there? Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's a mobile version. But I mean, uh, talking talking about quickly about <laughs> what you were saying about like Japanese style stuff doesn't get old, and you know, like it's true. Like, yeah, we're we're very spoiled with what we can watch now without having to go to Blockbuster and rent. But like Lupin the Third and uh, Porco Rosso and like all these old movies, they don't feel old. Yeah. Like even even like like uh, like we were uh, Drew and I were talking with Jane Perry, like she she was she played she voiced Bulma's mom in Dragon Ball Z back in 1990, like I think 96. <laughs> none of these none of these shows feel old. They look old, but they but it looks incredible. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched Lupin the Third. It is actually no. a really it's, it's on it's on um, Amazon Prime. But like this is a this is Japanimation from the seventies. Yeah, and it was oh, no, really well done. There's some so. of yeah, I've seen I've seen my my fair share of of old anime. I'm not a I'm not a big anime fan from like today. I liked some of the stuff in the nineties and the eighties and seventies. I yeah. like uh, anything uh, Osamu Tezuka, like uh, Phoenix Two Seven Seven Two and Kimba the White Lion, Ghibli Astro Studios. Boy. Yeah, I'm not so much on on or Gib Studio, Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, whatever you Ghibli. call it, but Giblets. <laughs> Studio Giblets. Jinx, show me a Coke. <laughs> Studio Giblets. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it 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 uh, it was a good game, and it was nice to see that they gave it that love. But I mean, obviously, um, it didn't get that 
it, it only got that love because Automata was an absolute smash success, yeah. right? So people came back and said, oh my God, this is the second one. So they went re, you know, they, they wanted to keep interest in the brand, but beyond, I'm not sure quite why they did that because beyond, um, beyond pumping up the near brand, um, if nothing else is coming out, what was the point of, of re-releasing Replicant? I mean, they didn't do that much to it, but it does look good and it did play good. So yeah, that's my, what, number three? Um, number four. Number four. It feels like number three because Adam took two spots. So Adam just cut. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, my, my number, so my three, two, and one are very close. Like I, I before I came on, I was like, shuffling them around but i've got them right where i want them now so my number three is gardens of the galaxy um again not talking too much about it because it's it is still a new game and and uh like it's just a very fun game trying to get the cast on to to chat with us in the new year um but it's available on both uh the powerful systems sorry adam <laughs> um, I, I don't know how well it would run on the switch with the graphic, uh, the, like it pushes the graphics, but, uh, when, when the game was first announced, I, we had, uh, I don't know if Adam, if you had tuned into square Enix's, um, state of play, which again, we don't know why they needed a state of play for some games, but they showed gardens of the galaxy. I wasn't too sold on it at first. Um, I did end up picking up Avengers. It's it's sealed because I've just been hearing really bad things about well what we had talked about with Spider Man and and just like it's one, once you beat the end game content without the DLC like it's almost like a one and done. But anyways, uh, so I watched the combat. I was like, this just looks really janky. It doesn't look good at all. Um, and then the reviews started coming in. It's like, it's not a super high reviewed game. It's uh, it's like eight sevens. Uh, some gave it 8.5s, but um, like just, just the quality of like the, the voice acting that's put into this and they like Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics did their own original story uh, that deviates like characters from the series, the comic series, obviously, but in their own spin and it was just a lot of fun uh they do have a new game plus that's out uh if you if you're a completionist and you want like all of the the suits they don't do anything that's just for cosmetics and i'm sure there's a trophy if you get every single suit um it's about a 30 hour game so it's not super long but it's it's still a good time so number three guidance of the galaxy yeah, like you said, I've heard lots of good. The only, the major draw I heard was some was the combat was yeah. some of the control. Very combat. repetitive. And it's still surprising that they kept you on a five man team. They kept you as only Peter Quill. You yeah. cannot change and play anyone else there, even yeah. if. You yeah, that seems like kind it's, of a missed it's, opportunity. It's his, well, it's his story, and there are flashbacks um, that explain why it's his story um but yeah I, I agree or have like you said having friends being able to just jump in and pick up Groot or or Gamora or Rocket or who or, or Drax like any like just to be able to control them like like their their narrative to the story it's not it's not minor um because they obviously shape the story as well but it's it is Peter Quill's story 
Oh, that's neat though. Um, my number three, like you said, now that we're getting down to the top three, it's, it is getting tighter and each one has kind of unique reasons and, and why. Uh, my third one, I will say, is the game I've played pretty much every day of this break is Fortnite. <laughs> my boys and I have been playing it. They just released, going into the holiday season, they just released Chapter 3. And there is a storyline. There's a core overbodying arc to why things are occurring and what's going on. And the foundation... And it was the big reveal that the character, the lead character of all of Fortnite, basically, well, there's the agents running around, but the, the granddaddy of it all is The Rock. And he was there, the character bears his likeness, he sounds and talks like um, his character's <laughs> coming in the next little bit. Um, you can, again, you can purchase, you can buy all the skins, we're able to just play the game and get the internal V-Bucks just by playing. You don't have to spend a single cent on the game. It's completely free. And I'm more than happy with that. Now, my son has wanted to get a little more involved, kind of gussy himself up a bit there. So we got uh, him some things in the last little bit. He got the Carnage skin. Someone randomly, I posted yesterday on the socials. I booted Maybe the, the Spider-Man skin. Yeah, some that, yeah, Ven yeah, Venom and Carnage actually got their own back in October, November. But yeah, someone just sent us the Tom Holland, and I still don't know who that mysterious sponsor. Maybe it was Tom. Was. Maybe it was Tom Holland. He just he's a he's an anonymous subscriber to uh, your your YouTube channel. I've I've heard that Tom Holland is a huge Tom Holland fan. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Now he's moved from Seth Rogen to Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we have been having a blast again because it's cross platform. We can bring the switch. My son likes playing in handheld mode, so he'll bring it downstairs. I'll boot up a, a TV here with the PS4, one with an Xbox One, and the three of us will go in trios and we can work together we don't even have to put on headsets we all sit beside each other on the couch and like okay i'm gonna lay down the fire i'm gonna go up to the left here and and we play and the kids are getting their their hands on an actual shooter that's still family friendly no cursing no blood and uh you know they're still learning their way around uh, a third person type shooter so it's another type of genre for them and it's fun for all of us and it can definitely be competitive And it's about a squink above mobile in your guys' eyes. <laughs> yeah, it just it just just takes it out there. Just yeah, yeah. The kids, the kids here too. They're always on and off uh, Fortnite. I don't understand the appeal, but I'm not that's sure. What to that's say. because we're that's because we're old. Yeah, battle battle royale. Just I don't have I don't have any issues with Fortnite. I just. I, I don't know. It's I just, I, I don't understand the craze. The thing is, though, but I mean, we've all been there, even like the whole theory of like Minecraft, all those things. Yeah. 10 years ago, 10 years ago when I had nephews and stuff playing, and I could say, 
yeah, it's just that game that the kids like. And then you sit down and you start getting into those games. Like I, I never got into Fortnite. Like now, like it's it's so big that even though they have their sheer dominance, Call of Duty, they finally had to make Warzone. Yeah. To to, to basically get into that whole play. Like they yeah. they couldn't ignore the whole genre. There was no way that that uh, Activision could ape Minecraft or else I'm sure that they would have. But uh, Dragon Quest did, like Square tried with uh, Dragon Quest Dungeons. Builders. Or, uh, builders. Builders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have Builders 2 on the Switch, and I watched with curiosity because I, I told my son, I was like, because for a while when he was huge on Minecraft, I said, hey, you know, like, check this one out. And... You know, he was he was a little bit young, so he was still like it was actually it was even the fact that he was get, like getting into reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a good introductory though because a he was getting familiar with with Dragon Ball characters, and they all bear the same likeness of artwork. Yeah, right? Kira Toriyama. Yeah, and yeah. then for him, he was actually it was like dipping his toe into a jrpg so i was yeah. watching like oh yes here we go <laughs> thinking of all like final fantasy corona trigger everything i can bring them into and start to enjoy with them after the fact so you know what i mean like i was watching and he's like building it up and he but then he's still doing all the other things like building crafting mining going around doing stuff but then going and getting the little blue squishy guys that the are slimes there with slimes yeah. and uh, and yet they're still he's reading and they're you're starting to learn the lore of the land and things like that because minecraft is pretty quiet with a lot of that right like there's a lot yeah. of speculation on the internet actually and minecraft can't be ignored uh, youtube i don't know if you, brad if you got the notification from him but they just surpassed what was it 12 trillion watches or something on, yeah. um, of minecraft videos it's it, Minecraft's incredible though. Like I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's virtual Lego," and yeah. I wanted to play it right away. I didn't. Fortnite care. for me is kind of like KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you You're like, yeah, me. you get into you it, you try to shoot. You see, you just don't have a full understanding of Fortnite. No, you just I, your old man's yelling at cloud. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> it's squirrel. yelling at clouds. <laughs> you see, I'm old, you know, the old Abe Simpson, old man yelling at clouds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just eating a donut. I was brought one as a snack. So, am I, I up next? Donut and beer. That's a great combination. Wow. <laughs> Heartburn City. See, you're Clayton. not you're not Abe. You're Homer now. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. You, can, you see that? It, like, it's sh- my head's shiny, man. Like, I just I, I, that's why I keep tilting my head. It's like, where's that? Oh, it's my bald head. Jesus. <laughs> that's why I always wear a hat now. That's why. <laughs> that's why you have a shiny spot. Shut up, Clayton. Because you always. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Um, my number three, uh, Ruin King actually by riot forge and airship games uh traditional um turns uh turn-based rpg but it's got a couple of extra little twists to it and it maintains the isometric view of the league of legends games and it's got it it's 
it's all I, I can't explain why I feel like it's awesome. It just it's really rounding out these uh, characters um, that you play as in League of Legends. Um, I, I haven't collected all of them yet and I haven't finished the game, but um, I have four or five of them now. And it, it's it's got a it's got a decent story, but I miss old like old style turn-based combat i was really happy when the south park games actually came out and they were turn-based um i don't need every rpg to be turn-based but i'm glad that there are still some out there that are like you know they're still doing that um because i felt like i felt like that was a good move the story is interesting so far the side quests are interesting and uh yeah, I'm having a blast with it. Like I said, I haven't finished it yet, but uh, it is like I, I, I'm pretty hard on it right now. I think it's like you said, Clayton, if the thing like Final Fantasy moving more open world or mm-hmm. like 13 really on like a linear path or 14 just being straight online. Like, you know, yeah, it's every, when you see those franchises, not to say they have to stay a certain way. I think everybody can enjoy them in their own way, but after a while you start to see things like that and then people just sometimes think that the systems are old and there's certainly ways you can perk them up but it's nice to see someone doing those systems again because they are fun like I love, when I, I love when i come across like an occasional like a uh, tactical turn base you know what i mean like yeah you don't see it all the time but it is fun even that uh uh, Mario Rabbits, like what a random game and characters, neither of them play in that format, but to be tactical turn-based was, was a blast. Yeah. The combat kind of feels like a cross between, it feels like a cross between the um, Grandia and um, uh, Child of Light by Ubisoft, if you played it. I, I the, 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 if if I had to if I had to complain about one thing, I like the fact that in Grandia, if you target it at like, so it's got a every character is on a bar that steadily moves forward, right? And they move from the planning phase to the action phase, right? So it takes them so long to charge up their bar, and then they can take action. If you choose to use a magic spell, then there's a wait time. If you choose to use a physical attack, then it's instant. So while you're waiting in Grandia, if somebody comes along and smacks you and they have a, um, there's a mechanic, uh, a knockback mechanic, if they come along and smack you while you're charging your magical spell, they move you back on the bar. You're still charging the attack unless they completely knock you off the bar. They're charging, you're charging the attack, but they knock you back. So you can alter the order, um, you can tactically alter the order of people. Like if you're a person charging a magical attack is not, it's not imminent. You know what I mean? When they move up to the action bar. So that's the only thing that it's missing as far as I can see, but what they have replaced that with is a, um, an initiative bar where there are different boons and curses that they will randomly place on the field. And what they've done is they have, there's a risk reward system in place where um, you can, um, you can 
boost the attack power of a spell or the potency of a spell by um, making it more more powerful, but you make the charge time for that spell longer, right? So it takes longer for it to take effect. Or you can shorten it up. So you lessen the potency of it, but um, it's quicker to charge. So you tactically use this and you try to place yourself inside of that initiative bar um, area. Because if you do, you reap that boon. You know what I mean? Or alternatively if it's poison or something like that you want to make sure that your characters are charging their spells or placing their action turn outside of that outside of that area it's it's pretty good it's pretty tactical like it's got that extra twist to it so that it's not just straight you know choose fire three and wait for it to take effect so if you have Goku on your team, though, and he's using Spirit Bomb, how many hours does that take? <laughs> it takes it about takes 16 like, seasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It takes five episodes. <laughs> I don't like to think of, but I do understand, like you said, it's cool that if you need to, you can pull the trigger and, and use like a lesser spell, even if it's yeah. not a capacity. But just to yeah. rip it off if the guy needs to then focus on healing or healing something else or whatever. Yeah, you can manipulate the field pretty good, actually. And there are spells that there are spells or there are actions that will um, knock an ally back or knock an enemy back or bring them forward on the initiative bar. So they refer to them as lanes because that's just a throwback to League of Legends, right? Where you have three lanes on the field where you have your upper, your mid and your bottom. And uh, so they're trying to kind of connect uh, connect those two games but it's it's got an interesting story and the way that they've got it all set up is is pretty cool lots of side quests lots of really colorful like lush um i don't know how to explain it other than league of legends style graphics lots of cool digital art and uh just a very strong art style so i'm looking forward to see how it ends because I've looked up reviews of that game online and everybody says that it's, it's awesome. Like I said, Riot Games is having a really great year this year. So that's cool. Yeah. Good. Good for them. Top two, eh? Okay. So my number two, uh, and the, the, this was like the hardest two to choose from, but my number two is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, I'm not typically a big ratchet fan. Like I just, I found all the games to be the same. It was going, go and get, spend all your bolts on this weapon, but you could either keep your crappy weapon, save all your boats, bolts and get the next, the better gun that's only available in the next world. I just, I didn't like the concept. I, it, it was too much like, that and ratchet and clank they all came out or sorry jack and daxter came out at this, around the same time very similar style games but rift apart just i don't know it just changed something like just the whole time travel aspect the story was pretty good um bringing new two new uh characters in rivet and uh, i'm drawing a blank on kit kit is like the the other world version of clank um it's just a really really well put together story it was fun um 
I've actually gone back and I've been able to Omega size my weapons. Uh, so like once you beat the game, you start a new game and you can get your guns from level six to 10. Um, and then if you do cert, if you do a certain quest uh, or, or something like that, I haven't gotten that far, but you can get the Rhino, the rip you a new one gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just, it was a really fun game. Um, I really like the story they like and how they combined the the two the two worlds if you will where like all these characters are meeting like their other self like rivet is kind of like ratchet um dr nefarious is the villain until you find out spoiler warning that there's another nefarious called emperor nefarious (laughs) um and then you and then like captain quark is called in the alternate universe is called captain or commander quantum <laughs> and uh, instead of green, he's orange, and he's a pirate. And it's just like I it was really funny. Guy. Yeah, it, it's it's a really really well done, well put together story. Uh, not overly long. I I, I think at eighty nine dollars at the price point is a little high for for like a ten hour twelve hour game. Um, but like it takes the it takes the uh, the haptic feedback and all that, and like it just like all the all the sounds like when you're firing the gun like your like your your rumble if you like rumble pack if you will your your dual shock like goes with the gun so like if you have a machine gun you're you're, it's like vibrating in your hands like you're actually firing a gun the uh, the haptic feedback when you're firing a shotgun like if you want a full power blast you have you have you pull the trigger and it it like it it simulates a gun if you've never played a ps5 when you're playing a shooter game like you can if the harder you pull it in the more of an effect it does so, but it was really fun. Um, if you ever do end up getting a PS5, uh, not Clayton, because Clayton is Clayton and he's I'll get Xbox. There. He's Team I'll Xbox. No, no, no. Um, I always end up getting both. I'll but get it was it was a lot of fun, and and it's I definitely like it. It the my top my number one game barely edged it out. So that's my number two. What when did okay? Sorry, when did the first Ratchet and Clank come out? Was it PS2? Yeah. Yeah. There was three on PS2. There was Going Commando and Up Your Arsenal. Yeah. I remember the first one because I played the first one. I played the crap out of it because they had all the secret objectives that you could go back and do. And I remember the graphics being good and the game just the writing being it came really, out in really 2002, good. the first one. Yeah. But I remember the TV commercials as well. Yeah. Where they were using like computer graphics and it was like they were on a test range. And they were checking out all of the crazy weapons that that uh, Ratchet was using in the game. Mm-hmm. So they had all these like missile launchers and stuff like that. And <laughs> I remember the I, I've seen and played snippets of a whole bunch of them. But uh, yeah, that would be something that would make me get a PS5. Just a traditional style um, third person platformer like that. Yeah, even during the, I think it was one of the second bouts of the days of play, they gave away Ratchet and Clank, the kind of revised edition on PS4 there. So I downloaded that for free and uh, my son and I started playing that. And yeah, it was, uh, it definitely is a blast. The games, if nothing else, they're very polished. Like Polished, very, yeah. They're very smooth. My number two game actually is from... 2020 but it did uh, recently just receive a new update uh some dlc this game 
I, I put this in my top five because it really is one that brings in everybody, including even my wife will sit down and play and, you know, very much can, can take the prize on this one too. The game is called Boomerang Foo. It's an indie type title. It's actually looking at it, it appears to be on Steam, Nintendo Switch, and Boomerang Foo, like Kung Fu, but Boomerang. Boomerang Foo. That's right. I have and never even heard of that. <laughs> on, apparently, it's even available on Xbox, but for whatever reason, not on PlayStation. Um, the <sighs> game. That's got to hurt, so Brad. I saw some people saying, grab, <laughs> I saw some people saying it on like, oh, you know, I got some money. I want to spend it on the eShop here. What should I get? And I saw a couple people. And then within the same week, even locally, a friend of mine reached out and was like, yo, if you have a couple games you want to check out, my family and I play these. And Boomerang Foo was on the list. So I was like, okay, I got to see what this is all about. You are pieces of food, fruits, cup of coffee, you're just these little guys running around on a map and you have a boomerang. You can use it to run up and melee or you can throw it as a boomerang and it'll go out and come back to you. There's different power-ups and basically you can play it in like a, a one, like last man standing type of map. And it's comical. It's very much all ages. You can still, it's easy to pick up and play, but it's still something you can master. There's, uh, different ways you can maneuver around a map. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. And like I said, I've seen various, like I said, even just grown men all recommending this to one another. And like I said, it's something that even my wife can just pick up and play and just be, you know, for someone that doesn't game, I'm not saying because my wife, I'm not saying it's because of woman. I'm saying it's because she doesn't typically play. She's more of a casual than anyone else. And it's definitely something she can jump in there and handle as well as any of the rest of us. And you can set aside up to six players. So on the Nintendo Switch, even just using, you know, I pass it around Joy-Cons, you can have teams of three on three, and it's it's a riot. Like, everybody's laughing, everybody's playing it, having a great time. The DLC that just came out was called Grilling Spree, but <laughs> basically it's just a bunch of new new characters and stuff like that. So like I said, it's it's hilarious if you check out some of the gameplay. It looks simplistic. It could very well have been just like, basically like a mobile game but it's offered on on platforms and it's it's lots and lots of fun i've never heard of it either so i'm gonna definitely be checking it out it's not on game pass so it, it sounds like a combination of i am bread and uh meat uh, boy not no gang beasts or human fall flat or uh what's the other one that everybody's playing there yeah, like, all the, the team-based fighting games. Yeah, it, this is basically you're just on like a, a top-down map on like a, basically like an isometric top-down view and you are um, basically everybody's just running around within this little, like the maps always change. They always rotate each match and uh, there's different obstacles. Sometimes you're on ice and it's given away under you, so it's forcing you to move inwards. Like I said, there's different power-ups. Suddenly someone has like uh, freezing boomerangs, fire boomerangs, exploding boomerangs, a boomerang that breaks out into like multitudes. Like it's, huh. it, it's just a riot. Cool. Uh, 
Clayton, number two. <laughs> I am going to give number two to Metroid Dread. Um, <laughs> and, and, That's amazing. And, and I'm going to give it to Dread because um, it was an awesome throwback um, to classic style gaming uh, with a couple of new twists. Um, it was intensely fun to play. It was more difficult, uh, definitely more difficult than the older uh, Metroids in the series. And uh, I like what Mercury Steam did with the franchise. It was nice to see that uh, a franchise that everybody's always asking about, but always seems to be in some kind of dormancy. Um, I don't know why it doesn't get more love from um, Nintendo because... I don't know. I think it did better. Like the entire Metroid franchise has done better over here than it has done over there. Um, I always liked the idea. Like when I was a kid, I always liked the idea that Samus was a woman. Um, Because when I started playing the original Metroid, um, there weren't a lot of women heroes in games. And I always thought that was neat. I thought it was, I just, I don't know. I just thought it was neat that it was, that uh, Samus Aran was a woman, but um, I, I didn't really, I like the Metroid prime games, but I've always felt like it's not as much about the story when it comes to Metroid, as it is about the atmosphere and about that 2d um, Metroidvania style gameplay. Um, I've played a lot of, of Metroidvanias over the years, and I always felt like they did it best. Um, so it was nice to see that they went back to their roots, um, that they didn't try to keep going with Prime, um, even though I, I would like to see uh, Prime 4. Um, it was like a love letter to all the old Metroids and saying, like, look what we can do with this now. Um, just the way that Mercury Steam set the whole thing up, uh, they did a really good job of updating the controls and modernizing the combat. And at the same time, um, taking all of the speedrunner tactics and all the things that people used to do with the older Metroid games anyways, and actually baking them into the game. There are game-breaking sequences that they cooked into it. Um, and the as much as they are a pain in the ass the speed boost puzzles in that in that game are they are cool um they're fucking hard to do but they are definitely cool and they add some replayability to the game if you want to get uh 100 100 items found whatever you want to call it um but uh yeah uh, definitely a top quality game and something that uh uh, that I would definitely recommend to other people to play if they wanted to get into the Metroid franchise. And I'm glad that they just decided to continue the story that they started with the original Metroid. Um, because they've, they've basically done the entire story now. They've done Zero Mission, which is a retelling of the original one. Then they did Super Metroid. Then they did Metroid Fusion. Now they've done Metroid Dread. And this finishes off that entire story.
pre-arc that started with the original Nintendo game, like what, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, and it was just, it was just a really great experience. Yeah. Like you said, in that sense, it's crazy because like the Mario's are just always an installment. Legend of Zelda is basically just an installment. It's an, a new hero, a new type of, you know, uh, a new scene basically yeah and this one here like you said it's been ongoing i've heard nothing but good what did it win best action adventure or something like that i it was think good. so yeah i think it basically took like game of the year no uh no, a tale it, of two it brothers two did. it takes yeah. two did it was but it, it did win it was, it was it best action win. adventure yeah one of those categories and yeah uh, from what I've seen, most people have kind of come around and said, like, it's, you know, outside of Super Metroid, it's the best installment or whatever. Like, someone, had, I've yeah. seen people make that type of I, comment. I still have, like, nostalgia still tells me that Super M is the best. Like, because <laughs> it is. It, <laughs> but you're just not going to beat it. But, but technically... Most people outside of Brad will agree Breath of the Wild's fantastic, but a lot of people, you know, will still come around and say, well, you know, like it's not Ocarina or whatever, but you know, yeah. if you have that bar and you're still saying this is up there, then that's great. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what people want to see. As I understand, it's been selling fairly well. So hopefully that will encourage them to put a little more into the Metroid franchise. See, Super, Super Metroid and Ocarina are great to us because we are older. But if you were younger, and you were just coming up now, you're not going to look at those old, you're not going to look at those older graphics and those older technical limitations and think, oh man, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's a higher degree of polish. They've gone in that direction that they were shooting for. And, and the map, oh man, the map is huge. Like it's huge, seriously. Yeah. And, um, and the story is good, and and uh, it's it's a pretty compelling play. Like, I wanted to get through it. That's awesome. All right, so number ones, and my number one is not because we were able to chat with a lot of the the voice cast, or because it was renewed for a second season. Um, mine is based on just how much fun i had killing people and that is hitman 3 <laughs> um if you have not played any of the new trilogy i highly recommend doing it because don't forget david bateson knows where you live <laughs> so <laughs> um but it was just it was the perfect way to end the trilogy um there's I'm not going to say multiple endings. There's two endings. Well, I guess technically it's multiple, but uh, there's the canon ending and then there's another ending, which if you don't like Hitman, then like if you don't like the Hitman character, then definitely choose that ending. But if you like playing as Agent 47, you want the canon ending. But it was just, it was so well done. Um, this like typically with like with the hitman games um they they follow each other story-wise this one is kind of a a requel if you will it's a reboot of the series but a sequel because they did talk about absolution like the events that happened um but whereas the all the other hitman games like you were eliminating targets 
to get to your 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 end goal. This one, you are eliminating targets for somebody, and throughout the entire trilogy, you know who that villain is. But it's just it it's so well done that like it's just I'm I'm I want to go back and play it again. Uh, they have released it in VR, so like playing Hitman in VR, I think would be pretty cool. Um, it's the 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 opening sequence is definitely not for the faint of heart. Like um, if you're if you're not a fan of heights, because you're climbing up a skyscraper in Dubai, and like there's like and and da- and David had talked about that when we were when we were chatting with him. Um, but like especially in VR, like I'm afraid of heights, and I just I, I felt squeamish climbing up this tall little like this pole to get to the very top of i'm assuming it's the burj khalifa or something but uh it was like just the whole the whole way it came together like for for the finale um i'm i'm excited to check out what they're going to be doing with season two next next year when it releases if it's going to be more um, of the elusive targets or if they're going to be doing like an actual like hitman 3.5 like not with without releasing hitman 4 but doing a new story within hitman 3's universe um i'm i'm excited for it and uh, again i don't have a gun to my head because he's not here so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah number one hitman 3 nice yeah, no, definitely. It, uh, it is a neat franchise. Uh, I've played just some of that demo of three and uh, it's amazing, like just what you can do and how you can do it in mm-hmm. that game. And uh, I think that always brings a lot of replayability to those. So pretty cool. Mine ironically has been mentioned and actually quasi talked about multiple times. My number one of this year is Minecraft. Um, Again, a lot of these are brought, I think every single one of the games on my list happens to be with, I bring up playing with my family in each one of them. Minecraft's no different. Uh, I've been playing it for years with my boys. Uh, My son had a birthday this month. He'd been asking for the 3DS version. I actually grabbed two copies of it because we can system link them and actually go into a map together and play that way so he's got 3ds i've got a 3ds we're both playing so that is still the older uh java edition on there but of course like xbox one switch ps4 pc everything's playing on the bedrock editions now but uh it's the game that it simply will not end they just did two massive updates this year to it they called it the caves and cliffs it was going to be one and just based on sheer volume and size, they actually broke it up into a caves edition and a cliffs edition. And they introduced new biomes, new ways to move around the map, new animals, axolotls, goats. Um, what are they at? 11 years now? 12 years? Yeah. Like, man, that guy. Like, no, <laughs> and that's what I mean. And it just keeps going. And it's, yeah. it's insane. The, the, the fan service it doesn't matter what platform you pick it up for now like it's always like a, like brand new on switch it's a 30 dollar game like yeah. you know what i mean like but there's so like when people say that they're like oh i just got a new console my kids never really played a lot of games what should i get and like resoundingly it's always get minecraft a 
your kid will have a blast guaranteed yeah. he probably he or she probably knows a dozen other kids playing it in some way shape or form yeah. see it's definitely affordable like i said you're for 30 bucks a game that has basically like no ending it's it's a no-brainer like yeah um so for us it's definitely going to be minecraft like i said we're just finding just new ways of playing it there's always different people breaking the game doing new experiments on it uh yeah. it's it's always something that's it's a it's a creepy game that's almost alive like yeah. it's, it's you know what i mean like when you see people are like well i'm just going to take a train car to the edge of the world to the <laughs> netherlands or whatever yeah. and you're like yeah. it's still fascinating because even though it's like procedurally generated you just never know what you're gonna see you know what i mean that's right that's right and and again you can drop into a map and and you don't know what biome you're gonna start in and how it's yeah. gonna, how easily you can get things crafted there is like hardcore modes so when you die like it's over like you lose everything yeah and then there's regular survival and then there's just creative play if you just want to go around and just build stuff so it's, i I'm totally into the creative. I always just like walk around and I find a spot and I'm like, this is where I will build my forever home. <laughs> yeah. No. And you know what, for the first little bit, that's what we did. And I just, I played that and played that until I got, until there wasn't much left. Like it was like, basically like I just started to hit the brink of my creativity and it dried up, but once you know once we started experimenting doing all this stuff making a bunch of stuff blowing it all up with tnt when we actually sat down and played the core mechanics of the game i have nothing i need to craft a house because by nightfall i'm going to be attacked by yeah monsters. and start building that up until you're suddenly upgrading your armor upgrading your stuff these are all the foundations of so many other games let alone jrpgs and everything else leveling up better armor better equipment fighting bigger bosses it's these are all the foundations of what other games are going to do later so it's always the, a great introductory game for a kid that's coming up yeah and like i said even i just found out i didn't know this was a thing but apparently ps4 edition does support vr so i cool. haven't yet grabbed it on ps4 so i'm gonna try and see if i can scoop that up soon and and give it a go i'm and, gonna look at that i'm gonna look that up for sure yeah see what that blocky environment looks yeah like, <laughs> look like, how quick yeah. i can just make my eyes vomit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure all right is it down to me down to you you, you get the final say okay okay so for me for my favorite game of the year i am always i've been gaming for a very very long time so i am not like the games that i look for are not necessarily the longest they're not the triple a games they're not the um most complicated you know so the uh, assassin's creed valhalla's and the far cry sixes of the world can just move over i want a new experience. I want something I've never seen before. I want something I've never done before. And late in the year, I came across a game um, released on Game Pass called XO1. And I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's very simple. It is a flow-based game where 
Um, I think it's only six missions long. It tells a very mysterious story about um, this guy who loses his, well, they don't, they don't really, I'm also a big fan of mystery and open-endedness and interpretation. Um, it seems like you lose the crew of a spaceship and this guy is trying to get them back from earth. And so he transfers his consciousness into this disc or ball or whatever. And if you, so this, this thing flies, it's gravity based and you start off on one planet. And if you hold down the L button, you make yourself, I think it's like a hundred times heavier than the surrounding gravity. So you drop out of the sky. And then if you hold the RT button, you spread yourself out into a disc so you can fly incredibly long distances. So the idea is that you drop yourself down onto the ground so that you skate through a ramp. And then when you hit the bottom point, you let it go so that your gravity comes back up to normal. And then when you fly up into the air, you hold the RT so that you turn into a disc so you can fly. And I had never played anything like that before. And they add, they add a couple of different mechanics to it through the game. You can fly through clouds to increase your energy. Um, there's at one point where your energy is your, your ability to replenish energy is extremely limited and you have to fly through thunderclouds, get struck by lightning in order to charge this ball up. And they never tell you anything. You have to discover everything on your own. You did, and you discover little bits of the story and why this guy is doing this throughout the game. And uh, it's just it's just one of those games that just you you experience it and you and you you figure it out as you play it. And it's uh, it's not much for for replayability, but it was such an awesome experience. Um, and it's like, it's like Journey, if you guys have ever played Journey or Absu or one of those games where they just, they don't tell you a whole lot, but it's so different from everything else that I've played. Journey, Journey was 100% on my mind as you were saying that. I was going yeah. to actually inquire and say, was it happened to be by those guys or not? But no, no, it, it's not by the same people. That's, uh, I believe that's uh, Sony, Sony Japan Studio. Um, but if you played Flower any of those types of games where they don't tell you everything, where it's more about the actual experience of, of yes. playing it, where you're going through it rather than, okay, you have to collect this many of this and, you know, and then the bad guy is here. There's no real bad guy. It's all about the narrative. It's all about experiencing these absolutely amazing planets and, um, just, just going through it. So it, it was a new experience and it left a lasting impression on me. And I rank it with games like Journey, like Absu, like Flower, like Flow, um, where it's a, it's not necessarily the game that you're just going to keep on coming back to, to, you know, better your score or whatever. It's more about, I, I want to see these things again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I feel like it's at that point where video games, it, those are the games that you come to when you want to have the discussions about games as art. Yeah. As yeah. Game, games as, as uh, and, and, and what you interpret from them. So it was an absolutely amazing game. And if 
you have Xbox Game Pass, it's free. And I think if you don't, it, it's not very expensive. It's it, one guy made it like it or one one small, very small studio. It's not going to take you forever to play, but it is uh, it was quite an experience. And I and I looked at it and I saw the trailer and I knew right away that this was something that I wanted to play. And when I got through it, I was like, yeah, that was extremely satisfying. And I don't often see those games. You know, they don't come along all the time. The, the market's not saturated with them. But when you get to play one, if you're into that kind of thing, it's very satisfying. So that is my game of the year. The one was called XO1? Yeah. E-X-O-O-N-E. Uh, okay. I'll look into that for sure. Because I know uh, I know exactly like you said, Journey or, uh, yeah. Journey's definitely one like that where same thing. That's where I'd say like if I if I had to make the argument, that's the go-to piece. The the soundtrack is like yeah, unbelievable. Exactly. The whole game just moving. You're just going from one end to another, but it just it leaves an impact on you. Yeah. When you're done. And even the there's no reason for it, right? Like they like yeah. in in Journey, the other players that you come across, the stars you see in the sky going back towards the beginning and then you go through that snowstorm at the end. And then the yeah. whole ending credits is the star flying back to the beginning of the game. It's just, it's, it's like, it's like, why, why are we doing this cycle? What, like, what is the meaning of this? You know? And it really just makes you, it makes you think. So yeah. it's, it, like I said, like I can play, I have uh, far cry six, you know, like I, and, I, and I've played those games ad nauseum but when you come across something that's like magical like that where uh um it like you said it leaves a lasting impact on you and you're thinking about it long after and you're saying okay if you want to play a game yeah play the far cries play the the uh the assassin's creed but if you want an experience if you want something that's going to make you think and something that's that's really just going to be like don't don't play this in a room of crowded people or when the kids are around or whatever, play it with your headphones on, absorb the music, absorb the atmosphere, really get into it and just sit down and do it. Um, this is one of those games for sure. Well, we're keeping an eye out for that one for sure. Mm -hmm. That's cool. <laughs> That's a hard I'm No, I'm just, uh, I'm getting messages and kids are here. So I, uh, I think we will wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, that was, again, this is our top five. So, I mean, take it, take, take it how you will. I mean, not, uh, people will probably call out Clayton for having dishonorable mention is resident evil and yeah. my, my choice for Hitman three being number one, but these are ours. Um, Adam, Adam with Fortnite and, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm actually really surprised that you didn't throw uh, Roblox in there since you're hitting all those gacha games. Yeah, but um, <laughs> this is all based on personal opinion, though, right? Like we are not exactly professional We're, players. We can't play every single game. We don't know everything that's on the field. That's right. That's right. So that's so, right. so go to field your complaints over at the Northern Nerdcast on Facebook. And then I will contact forward, Brad in particular. I will for, I will forward them off to our complaints department, aka Clayton Knott. <laughs> you can find him on Instagram at the Iron Hobo. So if you have any problems at the underscore Iron underscore Hobo, um, and uh, field your complaints with him, and uh, he'll just tell you to go fuck yourself. 
I will. I actually just, <laughs> I just said that and I'm getting looked at my daughter's down here. I kind of <laughs> forgot she was here. <laughs> nice. But uh, this, this one will. This is the last 75%, one of 2021. 75% sure will be the last one of 2021. <laughs> I'm supposed to be coming to Sudbury for a couple of days for my grandfather's hunter's birthday. Plans have changed numerous times, and apparently you guys are supposed to be getting some pretty bad weather tomorrow. So we'll we'll see what comes of that. Um, but 75% sure this is the final one of 2021. Again, uh, thank you all for sticking with us for the past year. Uh, looking forward to starting up again with the, the nerd chats, hopefully mid-January if everything works out um do have i i do have a couple of guests that are interested in coming i just have to set up times and and take it from there but uh as always if you want to drop your handles speak now or forever hold your peace i'll hold my peace you already you already outed me yeah or oh sorry <laughs> or twitter at dvtch99 <laughs> I used Twitter in a long time. Adam, I, look at you just cut him off. Shut up, Clayton. Not, okay. <laughs> Filing away to the Iron Hobo right now. <laughs> Complaint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Svenny McGee on all social media, including YouTube. So check me out there. A lot of retro games, a lot of peripherals, a lot of different devices there. This week, we're going to be looking at a lot of that Xbox One backwards compatibility as well as the Xbox Series X stuff. So check it out over there. That will wrap it up for 2021. Adam, Clayton, it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys stepping in and uh, helping get the uh, these podcasts going, joining me on the chats, because it's like you said, like it's a lot of fun being able to just chat about what we like to do and chat with people who help bring phenomenal games and not so phenomenal games to life um without without voice actors now video games are not like they used to be where you could play a game with just text like you like it takes away from the immersiveness so looking forward to starting us up again next year thanks again everyone for listening for tuning in uh you Please uh, like and subscribe to all of our channels, uh, Northern Nerdcast as well. I'd love to see those numbers get up. But signing off 75% sure for 2021. <laughs> Thanks again and uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Merry belated Christmas as well. Nice. <laughs> Take care, everybody, <laughs> and we'll, we'll see you all soon. Thanks. All right. Take care.